Hello and welcome to a new episode of Paradigm Shift, the podcast in which I challenge your thoughts and beliefs in topics such as spirituality, religion, ancient history, and conspiracy theories, and everything in between. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about why you cannot go to the North Pole and what's out there. So let's go ahead and do the intro. In 1811, a Norwegian sailor by the name of Olaf Jensen, he wrote in his journal that he led an expedition to the North Pole. This was 1811, so this was around 200 years ago. And he talks about when he reached the North Pole, which was a very difficult journey, as you can imagine, he found a very large entrance into what he called a big cave system that led him into the earth. And he would talk about these caves and the, the entire cave system, which went on and on and on. And it took him around 10 days to, to actually reach a specific destination because he led his team and he went down and he kept walking and walking. And eventually he says, according to his journal, he says he reached a location which opened up to a sort of like an existing ecosystem. It had waterfalls, it had trees, it had life of its own. And he talks about that the place looks like paradise. He said like it looked very good, it was amazing, there was an abundance of food and everything. And he talked about a specific type of people or creatures living down there, which he referred to as being very tall and giant-like. He even talked about how big everything is when it came to the fruits and the stairs that led him down to once he reached a specific built city inside of the North Pole's entrance basically into this Middle Earth. And fast forward around 200 years, in 1997, a, an expeditor and an archaeologist by the name of Holly Moise, she is from the uh, Columbia University, she led an exhibition to Central America and in a country called Belize. And in that expedition, she also claims, and there are pictures uh, to, to prove her claim, that she went down a uh, very, very large cave system which went on and on. And she w was talking that she led her team uh, to, to, to walk into the cave system for nearly 10 days with no end in sight. She said, like, the more we went in, the more there was uh, there, there was a, a bigger tunnel system, bigger entrances, bigger caves. And eventually she, they had to, they ran out of resources, food and water and everything, because they weren't expecting something that big. So they ended up returning and leaving the cave system. Similarly enough, in uh, the Amazon jungle, there is a tribe a very indigenous tribe, I hope I get the name correct, it's called the Makuchi, I hope so. And they, once they, they made contact with, with, you know, the Europeans, uh, the studies that were done around that tribe and their mythology talked about a specific cave system that that tribe believed they were there to keep safe and protect, protect the entrances. And they, uh, the people who reached there and uh, they read into the mythology of that tribe, they understood that the tribe believes that 
It takes 14 days to reach from some of those cave entrances into the tunnels, into the caves. And eventually it leads them to the gods that they were trying to protect. So in their mythology, the gods, they resided underground and it was their job to keep them safe from the outside world. As well as they described the... Uh, the underground and the entire world that exists down there as extremely lush, uh, abundant in life, fruits, very similar to what the sailor Olaf said in 1811. And he, they also talk about their own gods who they believed were supreme race, supreme beings, uh, and they were very large giants and reptilians. In nature, so they had half human, half reptilian features. Once again, we go back to reptilian features, a theme that is unbelievably common in ancient history. It just keeps showing up in different areas of the world. Talking from Mesopotamia, you're talking in Egypt, you're talking in uh, right now in Central America, and every mythology refers to any sort of creature or being that is supreme, that is alien, that is uh, a god with uh, reptilian features. So that is a reference to another ancient history. And in the Mayan uh, beliefs and the mythology, uh, which is in Peru, they also talk about a city which relies underground, resides underground, and it's called Chibalba. And this city is sort of like the the end goal of all civilization, like the, the uh, not in terms of being a heaven or the afterlife, but it's the, the, the peak of technological abundance and uh, uh, availability for everyone who needs shelter, who needs food, who needs uh, spiritual um, ascendance and stuff like that. They also refer to their gods um, as having reptilian-like features who reside in Shibalba as well. This theme of, of underground tunnels inhabited by giants is recurring not only in ancient mythology, but in religion as well, religions that have made it till now. And I'm talking about Abrahamic religions, I'm talking about ancient uh, North, uh, North uh, mythology for the Vikings and uh, Icelandic people, in Mayans, uh, even in ancient Indian uh, mythology, uh, uh, somewhere in, written in a book called the uh, uh, Mahabharata, and they talk about an underground city or an underground world that lives and inhabits reptilian-like gods who are giant in size and who are very abundant, very clear, uh, very wise as to how they can, uh, you know, ma manage life. And even in, in ancient Abrahamic religion, in, in, the, in the ancient, um, in the Old Testament, uh, they are referred to as, uh, the, the whole word actually, which is lies underground, is called as uh, Nephilim. Uh, and that word is uh, basically, uh, talks about um, these fallen people who have, come from the ancient world and they have helped rebuild the current world that we live in. 
So just to get into into that a little bit, there is a a belief in in several civilizations and ancient mythologies uh, that talk about how the world was destroyed four or five different times. The last time being from the ice uh, that destroyed the earth and then the flood that came once that ice melted. And the flood is also a very recurring theme in a lot of mythologies uh, in the, of the ancient world. Uh, it definitely was there in Mesopotamia and, and everything related to the Anunnaki. Uh, and the uh, and it came in the Bible as well when it talked about uh, Noah and what God told him about the floods and in, in different mythologies as well. And they refer to this ancient uh, race that has uh, that in order to survive the floods, which is the last major uh, cataclysmic event that happened to Earth and nearly wiped out all life on it and all humanity, this ancient race retreated back in, on the ground and they they existed there for a very long time and then they helped rebuild the human race as we know it now and rebuild the world that we know it now and that they, the, the theory goes uh, as that this uh, race still exists till now and it does reside underground and it does have very advanced spiritual and metaphysical and technological uh, you know, ideas and thoughts and uh, and methods, and this is what we refer to as the hollow earth theory. Now, going back to what I was talking about in terms of the North Pole and why, how does it relate to this topic? There is a very big belief that all those entrances to these ancient. Uh, mythological uh, uh, words that exist underground that were from several places around the world so it's not just one location all have been blocked for whatever reason uh, maybe to stop mankind from actually accessing those underground tunnels the, so that um, we don't have access to them we don't un- understand our you know our um, uh, Origins, where we came from, uh, the truth about about what happened before, what we used to refer to as gods in mythology, and what they really are, and stuff like that. And the the belief is that North Pole is the only entrance that is left, and it is kept there for a reason that common people like you and me are not aware of as to why this is the only entrance that's left and to re-emphasize the the existence of that entrance there was a picture um, that was released by NASA deleted immediately after that showed uh, the North Pole and it showed an entire black spot inside in the middle of the North Pole that a lot of people kind of related to the, the, the entrance to that underground, it kind of reignited the entire hollow earth theory. And this also plays into ancient mythology about believing that there is a, an entire world which exists underground. In any ancient civilization, they would talk about whether they refer to it as hell, as Hades, as uh, you know the afterlife, anything like that. It would make sense to me that once people look up to the stars and see how beautiful the night sky looks like, that they would think gods would be living there and that there is heaven up there and all that. So we were always referred to as heaven being up. However, why would we refer to hell or anything that exists below us unless some people were able to 
to witness something like that. So there is some sort of truth to it or some sort of uh, philosophical and metaphysical explanation as to why we refer to hell as being below us or even refer to any sort of um, uh, realm that exists underneath earth. Um, so this is basically the theory behind the hollow earth and there's a lot more ideas where that came from. So many theories, so many evidence that depicts ancient beings, giant beings, reptilian beings, and entrances to these worlds that have been basically stopped and blocked off, uh, on us as, as humans that we cannot go in there and we cannot reach them anymore. And I invite you all to research this hollow earth theory uh, see what people are saying, look at the evidence for yourself, and as always, if you are on my YouTube channel, please share, subscribe, and like the video, and leave your comment below. If you are on my Instagram page, please share with me your ideas. I love to have a communication. I love to, uh, to know, you know what everyone thinks and all that. And as always, thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.